Today I am going to reveal to you a very interesting small cap stock. I was going through a screener. It is this simple screener on Yahoo Finance of small cap stocks and I literally went through each name and as I hit um, the 20 million range in market cap, so incredibly small, I saw a company called Galaxy Gaming and already off the bat, even known um, Peter Lynch will tell you this is a bad sign that the more boring the name, the better it is. I saw Galaxy Gaming, which I've been wanting to be in something in the gaming industry. So I was excited um, just to already get a quick scan of it. And I went to QuickFS first um, to get the financials because first we just want to make sure it has good financials. And um, already off the bat, you can see amazing revenue growth in 2010 they had 3 million in revenue and 2019 they had 21 million that is a 10-year CAGR um, of 22.6 percent that's incredible um, they have you know crazy gross profits which um, Obviously, when, when it becomes pretty much 100% gross profit, um, what more matters is the operating profit and the operating margin. But um, free cash flow, 10-year median margins is 25.7%. Just ushers a lot of cash. And so it looked really interesting financially. Um, I like that it's, it's growing massively. And when I looked at the cash flow um, you can see like the cash flow from operations is 5 million as of 2019 but anyways let's just go into the key ratios they've been growing their free cash flow it's always been positive since 2012 um, it went from 2 to 5 million in 2019 so 5 million in free cash flow the free cash flow yield right now at a market cap of 25 million so at 50 million, it'd be 10% free cash flow yield, which already sounds incredibly cheap for the growth you get. Um, but you know, five uh, over 25 is is a 20% yield. Yeah, 20% uh, cash flow yield. So if you got a 20% bond or something like that, that would be insane. It would seem highly risky. Um, and that's only if it just continued paying it out, you'd get 20%. If it's going to keep growing like this, that's insane. So obviously here I was incredibly interested just by the financials. So with that in mind, it was time to figure out what this company actually did. And I, initially, like I said, I was hoping it was video in the video game industry. But I would be wrong because when I looked up Galaxy Gaming, I got a little discouraged at first because... What it is, when I click I'm a player, it is a company that does uh, casino-related games. And so I, at first, seeing that, I thought that maybe it was like a slot machine thing, which those I don't really get. But basically what I did was, uh, you know, I decided to give them a chance. I read their 10K, or started reading their 10K. And what they do is they own the proprietary rights to side bets strictly on table games. They only focus on table games, which is what makes them much more different than other gaming casino companies. Um, most gaming casino companies, it seems like 
are all competing over the slot machine, but these guys are competing on those physical tables. So I said I was looking for video game stocks, but what I was also looking for was some type of play that had been incredibly depressed from COVID that when it recovered seemed great. Um, so off the bat, you know, gambling and casinos, this is, this is interesting from that perspective. When you like play blackjack and you want to do a bet, let their most popular bet that they have is 21 plus three. You can see that there's 109,000 views for this for this video about how this side bet works. So you can imagine how popular it is. Um, and basically they have the rights to a ton of these side bets. Um, you can see them all here. And they these specialty games, they also create um, they try to create other new games um, that will excite betters and make casinos more profitable. So basically, they're trying to figure out ways, proprietary games, to enable the casino to make more money and to give customers more things to bet on. What was interesting was they kept talking about their enhanced tabled systems and what those meant. So this I learned is a key part of this business because basically what they do is they add sensors to um, their tables for blackjack and they they keep you know they, they collect data from that and also build out a jackpot system so anyone in the whole casino or if a company owns a bunch of casinos within the whole um, network of casinos, they can do a bet that says, you know, if they're the first one to get some 21 plus three combination, they win a jackpot. So there's a screen always on the table that's saying, hey, the, there's this jackpot prize for this much if you just make the, this, the jackpot side bet. And this has led them to be much stickier once they install these electronics on the table. One of the interesting things was when I looked up 21 plus 3 as a patent, it has expired. Um, and, you know, from my best understanding, the patents expire after 20 years, so it should have expired around in 2018. Um, interestingly, their revenue was never impacted. So I think part of it, I've, I emailed the IR team, I didn't get an answer, but I think part of the explanation is that they have these, you know, systems in place, like the electronic stuff that make it way stickier, um, for them to facilitate the 21 plus three bet. So I, I think it was that these guys used their the initial rights they had to these very popular side bets that made the casinos a lot more money um, to get onto these tables. And then once you're on the tables and you have a relationship with these casinos, um, I think when you start offering even more content of other proprietary games, uh, there's more likely to keep using you. And then once you have electronics installed on the table too, 
um, you're you have much stickier uh, you have a much stickier product. Okay, so the the things that came up not good on the 10K when I was reading it was um, I've been listening a lot to focused compounding lately, and they kind of said if a company is incorporated in Nevada, that's a huge red flag. Obviously, for um, for a company in the casino industry, I thought that it was fine to be incorporated in Nevada. So I'm just letting you know what red flags are potentially there, but I passed on that red flag. And the biggest one, balance sheet, was the thing that was the most questionable. You look at its current assets and it looks really good. They have a lot of cash and a decent amount of account receivables for their market cap. Again, we said their market cap is 25 million. Um, then we look at uh, total assets, which is um, mostly in that patent type stuff um, and trademarks. So they get to around 24 million in assets. Uh, current liabilities, okay, so 5 million, which is not much for its total current assets. But here was the big thing. The long-term debt was $46 million. And the total liability is 51, so 50, or sorry, around 52 million. So it has high leverage. Interestingly, though, you scroll down and you see that the share count went from 40 million to 18 million shares. So that is wild. We just increased leverage a ton and decreased the equity. Um, so what happened here exactly? Well, as as another red flag would have it, um, the company decided to redeem all of the founder stock. So 23 million shares. They found a way from their articles of incorporation. And every time they enter a new state or country, they have to get a license from these gaming boards uh, are these gaming government bodies and this guy for whatever reason the gaming boards were not liking him he was required to undergo a gaming suitability review or similar investigative process and it, because certain events occurred that they didn't like him they had the opportunity to purchase all of his stock at a price per share that is equal to the average closing share price over the 30 calendar days the average closing share price over the 30 calendar days preceding the redemption was $1.68 per share. As consideration for the redemption, they issued a promissory note payable to the founder for $40 million. Okay, and then you can read about the terms of these $40 million, which is very interesting because, you know, that's this is the thing that could break the camel's back because it's just so much debt. So if we read note 10, it has no mandatory amortization. They can basically pay off the principal whenever they like, however frequently they'd like, until May 5th, 2029. So they don't have to pay a dollar of it till then. It, the interest is 2% and it's it's due every year. It's unsecured. So at most they owe 2% of 40800000 a year in cash. So this $40 million is not going to come due 
anytime soon. Okay, so now that we know the terms, the problem was that they have been sued by the founder, which of course, you know, he can get, he's upset he doesn't get paid this amount in 10 years, and hopefully it's because he thinks it's undervalued at $1.68 or whatever he got bought out at. He sued, and so far, Galaxy has won, but he's um, retrying his case, and it's been delayed due to COVID. So this is definitely a risk. But as of this moment, if he doesn't get paid that much for 10 years, and if that stays the same, which I have no, I'm not a lawyer, I don't know the odds of that, but if it stays the same, then this liability isn't serious until 2029. So $40 million of long-term debt can be taken out, which leaves 11, around $12 million in liabilities, total assets. This is at ending of 2019. You'll see the balance sheet is, is worse currently, but we'll get into that. Um, take total current assets to total liabilities. It'd be 14 minus 12. Um, you'd have 2 million extra in current assets. Um, so for 25 million, you know, that would be cheap, uh, especially since it's a growing company with great cash flow and everything. So the lawsuit is serious though. And we have to see if the team made the right decision. So with that, let's see what happens when they decide to do all of that, to buy him out and have him leave the company. Okay, May 7th, 2019, Galaxy redeems share of majority stakeholder. Galaxy's boards of directors unanimously determine that it was the uh, best interests of the company and shareholders. The CEO, Todd Craven, says, as a gaming company, we have a duty to preserve, protect, and procure the licenses that are fundamental to our business. So let's see what happens to the licenses. So right after, licensing approval in Ontario, licensing approval in Maryland, licensing approval in Wisconsin. Yeah, so like right away, they get a bunch of new licensing approvals. Um, this we'll, we'll get into the management team and board of directors later. Let's keep going with the new licenses that they get. They get partnerships extended. This one is the one that they were talking about the most and was probably the biggest deal. January 23rd, 2020, they get approval from California. We couldn't be more pleased with the state of California's recognition of our efforts to rebuild our company. Um, we are excited to return to California after a six-year absence. We have been working towards this for many years and are pleased to meet the demand for our products in California. This is an important market for Galaxy, and we look forward to providing our games and proprietary progressive systems to casino operators throughout the state. California is the largest table games market in North America. This happened late January of 2020. So you can imagine just after getting that, that it probably takes time to roll out in California. Well, what happens before they really get the opportunity to roll out in California? Coronavirus. So I think that any, all of that revenue, th revenue growth you saw, it doesn't come from California even. And they have what they just said was the, was the largest table game market 
in North America still waiting for them to take action on. So that was super interesting. So yeah, you can tell that the move really did enable them to add licenses. So with that, let's look at who this management team is, which also um, is, is a super attractive management team. So here is, you know, they, they show three people. I, I don't know much about Rob and Brewington. I'm sure she's pretty good too, but uh, these two are very fascinating, I think. Uh, Harry Haggerty is their CFO. He was the CFO of Caesars Entertainment. He was the CFO of Caesars Entertainment from 2002 to 2004. Um, he's been on the board of directors of, not to get political, but Trump Entertainment Resorts. And he's, he's just been in the industry. So, you know, Caesars Entertainment, Trump Entertainment, huge businesses that he was the CFO of. We have Todd uh, Cravens. And, you know, he's been in the gaming industry for 30 years. Todd has been CEO for four years now, so they did appoint him in uh, 2017. So he's not completely, you know, now he has complete control, but um, he wasn't completely new. So let's go to the board of directors. The chairman of the board, board Mark Lipparelli, he was a state, a Nevada state senator. Um, so he is very well connected. He has been the board member and chairman of the Nevada Gaming Control Board. So this guy knows how these boards operate and probably um, enables them to better get licenses. Um, Michael Gavin Isaacs, this one was really interesting because he had just uh, became appointed right after uh, they, they redeemed Rob's shares. He is a board member of DraftKings. And when I was looking at the original 10Ks of Galaxy, their biggest competitor was Shuffle. Now, granted, they made software for gaming machines and other things, but he was the CEO of this company. They got bought out for $1.3 So he is definitely an experienced director. He was once the CEO of their biggest competitor, uh, so he knows the industry very well. Again, all these guys are just heavily experienced in the gaming industry. They have a great management team and a great board of directors. Now we just went through a little bit about the new markets they're in, but we're, we're gonna talk about their growth opportunities, which was those new licenses that you saw that just happened last year, which I imagine they haven't gotten the full effect of, but even if we go to you know more of those news and events, they have some other huge markets. They are big in England. They do a really good job in England and a lot of their growth has come from there and they continue to expand in Europe. They just got uh, approval to open in France and Switzerland. So I imagine Europe growth is gonna still do great. Um, they constantly are making new games. They, you know, they do great at blackjack, but they're trying to do baccarat side bets over here. Um, I think they're trying to do roulette side bets. So anywhere where there's tables, they're trying to make 
new bets and they uh, make new proprietary games. They're always they're trying to always get m more casinos to install their electronics and their their jackpot systems. So they want to increase their pricing through the enhanced table system. So I think they have I'm guessing they have good pricing power if they always prove that they cause a larger increase in revenue. So they don't even offer yet for all of their games these electronic systems, but they plan to. Another thing that another growth opportunity they have is online gaming and gambling. So they actually just acquired this online company that that basically provided any of the games that Galaxy had the proprietary rights to online. And you can see that they've really been affected, obviously, by COVID, their revenues. They really started having no revenues in Q1, or sorry, Q2. And the only way that they really had some revenue was this online gambling. Uh, it was, you can see that in the second quarter, uh, revenues increased 250%. And that um, even, at, right after they acquired it it was accretive to earnings so that this is this is a growth opportunity for them to you know keep facilitating online gambling and i you know I, there was a good video recently of todd saying stuff about um the online gambling opportunity so just to go again back over the biggest risks it is the lawsuit i think as long as they don't owe too much money too soon they should be more than fine. Uh, they have a lot of growth opportunities and they haven't had any examples of slowing down. Again, uh, Todd said in the video that they had a really good net promoter score and with how good the revenue growth has been, I just, I don't think they're going to slow down. I don't haven't seen, you know, it seems like more and more casinos like using them. So it certainly doesn't seem like uh, a risk in that their growth will stop. But COVID is the second biggest risk because if these casinos cannot have as many people or if they can't have that many tables open or if casinos close down and there's less tables in the market, this can certainly hurt Galaxy. Um, we, we, we can look at their you know, current 10K and it... They're definitely tight on uh, cash after that acquisition. They they just received four million. I believe they have six million in cash. And you know, even in Q3, they're they're still burning money. You know, Q2 was their worst burn, but now they're burning. For the nine months, they burned around. 7.5 million so they, they lost 7 million in cash for the nine months which granted one quarter they really had you know no revenue and and so for this quarter they probably burned around a million dollars so if covid keeps being this bad which it's actually i think you know, for the next quarter, it will be worse because of the recent surge. 
So they'll they'll probably burn, you know. They they could be on a burn rate of like, you know, something crazy like six million, eight million. So they they do have a probably a year of runway. So that part is definitely risky if COVID just if they don't have a chance to improve on this number, then that is very risky for them. So just to show what happens if COVID lockdowns end soon and the vaccine results in this uh, new and improved life, then if people go back to gambling, Galaxy has a lot of potential growth in front of it and it is incredibly cheap today. You can see the revenue um, it had since 2012 to 2019, its revenue growth, its free cash flow, and what it um, converted its revenue to free cash flow. So um, given that 2020 is the COVID year, if 2021 is a you know new start and they grow at 15%, which I think is conservative given that their 10-year CAGR is 22.6%, uh, they are on 5,000 gaming tables. There's a total addressable market of around 55,000. So they're only in 10% of the market they just got their license in California. They just have licenses in European countries, and they're not even in Asia yet. So I think they have a ton of growth in front of them, and 15% is a realistic number. So, you know, from 2021 to 2029, they get to $75 million in revenue at the average cash flow conversion that they had uh, from 2012 to 2018. They'll have 21 million in free cash flow by 2029. If they are valued at a 10% cash flow yield, which I think would still be cheap for them if they're growing that much by then and if their balance sheet is uh, strong. Um, but e either way, their, their market cap then would be 208 million in 2029, so almost 10 times as much as today. Um, if it was more fairly valued, I think at like a 5%, cash flow yield um, it would be 415 million so almost 20 times your money so I think it's an incredibly interesting investment definitely risky with what happens with COVID but huge potential return if it recovers and I believe that gambling will come back um, with with the vaccine I want to disclose that I am long this stock at one dollar and five cents and if you like this, um, please click the like button. This is the Sunday stock picker where uh, I have a, a regular day job and I just look at weird stocks on the weekend that most people haven't heard of or thought of. Um, so yeah, if you want more of this, please subscribe. Please like. Thank you guys. Today is Sunday. I hope you had a great weekend and I hope you have a great week.